0: And I have another awesome guest tonight. tan Dennis, he's a fellow broadcaster. And uh, he joined us for Q&A as well. And we'll be back here shortly. All right, and we're back. <laughs> so thanks to my sponsors. I want to give them a shout-out. I have two sponsors. Uh, J.D. Hill, he's the one that made the intro, by the way. Uh, Studio Six, Paranormal Entertainment, and the top man, Brian J. Levity from Parent Post. So welcome, Tim.
1: Thank you. It's cool open.
0: My God, I'm still stoked that you're here with us tonight. Boom.
1: <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, yeah, it was a cool open. Yeah, good job. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so i top talk to my head. So what inspired you to be a radio host in my series?
1: Oh, radio host, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> well, uh, what would you like to know about uh, the whole radio host thing, about uh, what it's like to be, uh, how long? Uh, clarify for me. Sure,
0: start from the beginning, like what like sparked your interest and oh it was Park like, like- Oh,
1: sure 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 um okay so i'm a second generation radio guy um it was actually my uncle bob who's been on the i know this sounds so bad my uncle bob has been on the program uh, bob dennis uh i've had him on actually in the last uh, over the last year um he's been on radio since moses was in short pants oh wow and uh he he was actually my inspiration. He was working at a radio station in Rochester, Minnesota, by the name of KROC. And it was, uh, it was during Thanksgiving one year, and uh, his wife at the time was making Thanksgiving dinner, and things weren't quite ready on time, and so I think he was trying to stall us. So he said, um, who wants to go see the radio station? And I did. I was very, very excited, because I was very into radio, and Up until that time, as a small child, I thought that people lived inside the radio, and that's how we got our sound. (laughs) Turns out that wasn't it at all. Um, So I wanted to see how it actually worked. uh, The rest of my family, I think, was just kind of, yeah, we don't really want to see what's going on there. We don't really care. I was the most excited out of everybody. So we got to the station, and as we got there, I see two guys who are throwing these things called carts, which look like eight-track tapes. And they're juggling them back and forth. It looked like a circus act. It was very cool. Uh, but then Bob is showing me all these different things and, and the way that the radio station works and how much fun these guys are having. That was the thing that that just amazed me, how much fun radio was. And I said to myself, you know, if I never play football, and I never did, um, I mean, professionally, if I never play football professionally, this is what I want to do because this is how fun everything is. It just it just seemed to me to you know, how do you get paid to, to have this much fun? So I thought, well, that's what I'm gonna do. And you know, little Tim went from, you know, thinking that's what I'm gonna do to actually doing it. I, it just always stuck with me. That that's that's gotta be the thing that I wanna do.
0: Right. So I saw you in the blood. <laughs> You actually do radio, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and essentially from there, it was, you know, in in high school, we didn't have a radio program in in high school. So I did newspaper, which is the closest thing to it. And then when it was time for college, I thought, you know, I have to to find a a college that excels in in a radio program. So that's the first thing I, I looked for. So I went to Winona State University in, in Minnesota, which had an excellent radio and television program. Uh, unfortunately, I ran out of money. <laughs> so uh, I, fin- I finished up at Brown, Brown College, or it's now it was called Brown College for a while. It would Brown Brown. <laughs> it's not the famous Brown College, but, but it was Brown University or Brown State uh-huh. or whatever you want to call it over there in, in Minneapolis. Uh, but the Brown radio program was renowned for, for training radio professionals throughout the country. Um, so that's, that's where I ended up going was Brown and Brown Institute is what they called it. I, it sounds like it's, it houses mental patients. I know, but, uh, and we all were mental patients at the time. Um, but yeah, I, I, went to Brown Institute in, in Minneapolis and, and finished up there and got my associates. And, and then I, uh, I hit the road and I, I spoke to every cornfield and pig farmer in the, in the Midwest for quite a while and and then made it back to the Twin Cities and worked in Twin Cities Radio uh, up through the early 2000s. And and that's when Dave knocked on my door and asked if I wanted to do a paranormal show. So.
0: Right. And you also do Darkness Radio, which I remember. I've been a youth fan for a long time.
1: Oh, thank you. It's <laughs> actually
0: you. that you're here with us tonight. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I appreciate that, yeah. And, huh. you know, Darkness Radio seems like it's been going forever, too. I mean, 2006 is when the show first started, January oh, 1st, wow.
0: 2006.
1: Yeah. It's been very rewarding, very fulfilling. And, I feel and old now. No, 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 no. <laughs> you feel old. You feel ancient. Um, but it's it's one of the most rewarding projects of my entire life. And one of those, those projects that when you – look back on it i mean it's it started and i think a lot of people misunderstood when when things happened a year and a half almost two years ago they they thought well this isn't tim's passion project um this isn't you know why would tim take the show over i think a lot of people didn't realize (laughs) what a passion i had for for the paranormal and the fact that I've been having paranormal experiences since I was young. So,
0: you know, mind sharing a few?
1: Sure. I, I mean, I, I think on the show, I, I've shared plenty about the one experience that that had happened to me when I was young. But there's there's been plenty. I mean, you know, when I was very very young, the one thing that used to astound my my mom was I used to be able to tell her who was at the door or who was calling on the telephone before they even knew. I, I mean, I, I could say the phone would ring and I'd say, mom, it's Aunt Lorraine on the phone. And she would say, well, okay. And I'd say, well, go pick it up just to, to see if she would pick it up and know that it was my Aunt Lorraine. I wanted to test her to see if she would know know exactly who it was. And sure enough, it was Aunt Lorraine, you know, well, and I used to get a kick out of, out of saying, you know, being right about that. I didn't know what you called it at the time. and And mind you, I was a huge fan of, of in search of with Leonard Nimoy. I thought that was kind of cool. You know, my mom would call it ESP, I guess, because that was the only. um,
0: Right. And we all have that, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think we all have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there were little things, little, little idiosyncrasies in there, you know, someone would ring the doorbell and I'd think, Oh, okay. That's, that's probably my friend, Steve. Although he had not called me from up the block to say he was coming over, you know, Sure enough, there's Steve at the door. And we didn't have ring cameras back in, you know, the 70s. Right. So, you know, it's not like I could, you know, look at the ring camera and figure it out. Um but I've I've had quite a few dream visitations too. Dream visitations. I love those. Yeah. They they intrigue me. They really do. Um And I know a lot of people are quick to discount dream visitations. Uh right. but I I really do I really do believe in them, especially the, the more vivid, the better. The one that I don't talk a lot about um, actually happened to me when I was working radio in Minneapolis. And I have a good friend who, uh, his name is John. And John it was um, the guy who really was behind metro traffic control. And he he ended up doing the morning show with his wife at um, – KLBB, the station that I, the last, the last station I ended up managing in, um, in Minneapolis. And John, he really died in a sad way, I, I guess. Oh, is, sorry is to way, hear that. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm really sorry he did too, because, um, John and his wife really had a, a classic love affair. If, if you can say that with a, a husband and a wife, the fact that they could go to work together and they could do a morning show together and they were incredibly happy. But John had had the old-fashioned stomach stapling, mm. you know, and one of those where you really had to watch what you ate. But John loved food. So, you know, I mean, the thing that you end up loving the most ends up killing you. Have you ever heard that that saying? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Funny you say that because I think I'm allergic to food because every time I eat, I was like, sneeze, like, five
1: minutes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Um, so John, the way it worked out was, you know, we used to, we used to have a booth at the Minnesota state fair. We were right there on the, on the midway and, um, John would have this habit on the midway. I'm getting a little off track, but I'm setting up where I'm about to go. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: so when we would do our 10 days at the Minnesota state fair on the, on the midway, John's favorite thing was, uh, cheese curds. A big boat of cheese curds. I'm talking, you know, big solid boat overflowing with cheese curds, which is bad. It's battered cheese. Worst thing a someone with a, it you know. Make me with, hungry.
0: I'm eating
1: Go ahead. And then a tall cup of root beer. You know, I mean, we're talking the homemade root beer, right? Two of the Very worst sweet things sweet you can have when you've had your stomach stapled. And John would wolf it down. And then he would pass out like that. I mean, he'd eat it and then, right? He's out.
0: Oh, man.
1: Well, it's because his stomach couldn't take it and his system couldn't take it. Hmm. That that sets up the next the next part. The other thing that's dangerous about that is, is it can come right back up and you can aspirate. Okay? <laughs> so John and his wife were fundraising at the time for TPT, which is Twin Cities Public Television, which was another passion of theirs. They they go to TPT to fundraise. And that night there was a meteor shower. John loved watching meteor showers. He goes to the window and they had cats they had a, a bunch of different cats. He absolutely loved. So his wife says, well, I'm going to go to bed. I'm a little tired, honey, from, you know, fundraising. And so he says, oh, that's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to sit up and watch the meteor shower with the cats. Well, John liked his little midnight snacks too. So he goes to the fridge, he heats, up some tartar, he heats up some fish sticks and tartar sauce, shares a little with the kitties. He has some fish sticks and some tartar sauce, and he washes it down with a little soda, lays down on the couch. He aspirates on the fish sticks and passes away. Oh, man. Now, keep in mind, John had just beat a major, major infection. Like they used the second to the last known antibiotic in the hospital. John barely lived, but died a couple of weeks later, aspirating on fish sticks and tartar sauce. I mean, this was just tragic stuff, right? Terrible. Yeah. I mean, poetically tragic. So we had a, a, a psychic on the show in the early days. In fact, I had just got an email a couple weeks ago from a listener who said, you know, you really should have Bob Baca on the show, Robert Baca from Iowa, a a psychic. Well, we had Bob on in the early days. I love Bob Baca, very accurate psychic. And we're sitting, Dave and I are sitting in the studio. We're talking uh, with Bob Baca and Bob says, we're sitting side by side, kind of like you and I are right now, okay, in this frame. And in front of us, there's a blue framed window. and We're sitting at the, the board at the production room in, in uh, KLBB. And Bob says, um, "There's someone with you there that used to work with Tim." I said, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, he starts describing about this this guy who's there, and he's very happy, very jovial. Gives me a name with a J. That's what he says. And he says, yeah, he says the way he died was a mistake. It was just, he was just, you know, slave to his passions. I went, oh, okay. I'm trying to play it cool and not give him any more. He says, well, there's a a message he wants to pass on to his wife. I said, okay. He said, yeah, He, he, um, he said that she's missing a ring. She looks behind the dresser, right down by the the vent, right down by there. She's just got to move the vent slightly. It's down in the vent. That's where the ring is.
0: I was going to say, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's been there the entire time. And then he says, she's not going to believe you when you tell her this. So give her this nickname. And he gave me a specific nickname to give her. Now, his wife doesn't believe in psychics. In fact, she's she's a very Christian woman and works at a Christian radio station.
0: Right, there are a lot of skeptics if believe in us.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I give her a call and I say, honey, I, I I don't know how to tell this to you, but you know, I've got this new show I'm working on and this, that, and the other. And and John came through via a psychic. And it's kind of quiet on the other end of the, the phone. And I said, John came through and he said to call you this nickname. And you, she almost dropped the phone. And I said, and your ring is here. And then I gave her the name of a couple of, of her grandchildren, just to you know verify, which I didn't know the name of their grandchildren. I, I had no idea, even in the years I worked with both of them. And then I said, I got to let you go. But go look for the ring. Tell me if it's there. Call me back. And, and let me know if he's accurate. Would you do that for me? She said, sure. She looked and she said, oh my God, Tim, not only was it there, but right next to the dresser, there's a little statue of an angel that I keep there. And I could have sworn. Yeah, and I could have swore it was John that was looking over that the entire time. So I said, that's great, hon, that's really great. Wow. No sooner do I, do so I walk her through that and she finds a ring? But the next night I have a dream visitation and it's John. And it's just him thanking me, just thanking me for getting the message across. But it was just the weirdest dream. It was it was this vivid dream of I'm like walking along a roadside and there's there's grass and it's like this electric green. Hey Greg, how you doing? <laughs> um hey, Pete. Uh, it's this electric green and it doesn't feel real, but it's very vivid, you know, and he pulls up in like this, it's like a cherry red convertible and he stops and he opens the door and he says, Hey kid, hop in. I was like, okay. So I hop in and he says, I really appreciate you telling, you know, telling her everything you had to tell her, but I got one more message for her and he hands me a post-it note. And he gives me and it's a very private message I can't tell in the air, but I, I mm-hmm. gave her that additional message. And she took that message, it was one more thing she had to find, and she found it. But she was really freaked out about it. So we spoke very oh little in years <laughs> since then. But she it's not that she hates me or anything like that. She I think she was just weirded out by it, you know? Right. Yeah. Like even, she's a very Christian woman. Um, but, but yeah, I, you know, I loved him. I, I still love them both to death, you know, but it was just after that, after that one little visitation from John, um, uh, I felt so much better about things, you know, and, 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 uh, and I, I didn't want to freak her out. I didn't want to freak John's wife out, but I'm, I'm afraid I did. That's one of those things that you know, when people are in different places in life, you you're almost afraid to tell them. You, yeah. you feel obligated, but you you know.
0: And that's the same way when you do readings on the air. if I prefer to do private readings because you can't say a certain thing on the air. Yeah. yeah. You know. You know what I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I've had different experiences like that 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 are really cool. Um, but oh yeah. But sometimes. Uh, Sometimes they're fit for public consumption and sometimes they're not. They're, I've had a lot of experiences exactly. that I don't feel like they're fit for public consumption, so I don't talk about them. You know? Right. Yeah, I had that some it. of those that
0: type of drinks as well. In fact, um, one, I remember my grandfather visited me and I didn't even know he passed. And so I called up my stepmother and she's like, I think she she's that freaked out so she already talks to me now. <laughs> huh. wow. Okay, yeah, sure enough. Yeah, he's that okay. I just want that closure, you know. Yeah. I did not want to freak her out. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And, and that's that's a lot of what it is. It's <laughs> you know, wanting wanting someone to, to have that little bit of closure, but then you know that can be a double-edged sword too. Sometimes people True. don't get that closure. Sometimes they <laughs> want to know more. And yeah, you, you know, yeah. with me, I'm not that person. I'm not the I'm not the one to give them that closure. You know, I I, I just happen to have a dream. You know.
0: Yeah, so. I quite a few, of those, even my late husband, and uh, mostly my late husband and my friend, and my friend mm-hmm. Not my father yet. He passed in 2018. Oh, I'm sorry. He had brain cancer.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. The worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah,
0: felt bad for not being there, but yeah, no,
1: he's a better place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah, it, it's um, it's it's a mixed bag. You know, I've I've had the main experiences I've had have been dream visitations. So I, I've had quite a few of them. Um, you know, mainly with relatives, and and like with John, with the odd friend, I've had a dream visitation. I don't, uh, I should, I, I won't say I look forward to them, but they're interesting when they happen.
0: Right, so, and the same with premonitions. They're mostly good or bad. Mine is mostly bad news, but yeah.
1: They're mostly bad news? Really?
0: Yeah, it's like death premonitions. I would see death.
1: Really? Okay, now this yeah. is fascinating. I, I, it I, I freaks me out. <laughs> yeah? Now, what? okay, What do you? what do you see when you... When you see someone's death premonition, is it is it the and same thing every time?
0: It's different every time. For example, um, I had a dream about someone like flying across the road, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're being chased, let's say from the police, right? They're being chased. All of a sudden, they drown in the ocean. The, the, whole, the whole tar went right into the ocean and they drowned. Whoa. And a mutual friend of mine said she saw that in her news.
1: Wow! <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Yeah, I, oof, I, I don't know that I could live with a, a, a gift of, death premonition because how do you, how do you address somebody when you know that they're gonna die?
0: I had to keep it to myself. And I didn't want to freak them out. I don't think they would believe me or not. Well,
1: and, and do you change? You know, do you potentially change somebody's death date that way by going up to them and saying, yeah. Hey, you know, something potentially bad could happen here?
0: Yeah, hopefully they'll they'll hear their message, but yeah. I wish I can't see my own death, but I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know see mine. I haven't seen mine yet, but I can see others.
1: You know, there's a there's a DJ here in the Twin Cities. At least he used to be on, and here in the Twin Cities, he's he's around here somewhere. Um, <laughs> I see you, Robert. I had a dream that Kirk Cousins will win MVP in the Super Bowl this year. No, you didn't. <laughs> Kirk Cousins ended up tanking the season. The Vikings ended up four and twelve this year. I know what you're doing. Um,
0: oh, well.
1: so they're trying to get me here, Nikki. They're trying. To get me. Um, they're trying Sorry, to get me They're trying to get me riled up. Uh, there was a DJ by the name of Tony fly here in the twin cities who used to play a game on the air with, um, what's it, uh, Gary, what's his name? He, he had the big Buffon wig. It was this big. It was white. Um, mm-hmm. gotta egg me on. Yep. I know Robin. Um, Ben's in the room. Hi, Ben. Ben was our first intern, by the way, on darkness. Hi, ben. Yeah. Intern Ben. Nice.
0: Um,
1: so, uh, Ben what was the name of the the guy the the psychic with the Gary Spivey thank Gary you Ben Spivey. Yeah so Gary Spivey used to play this game with Tony Fly it was uh the um it was uh when do you, uh, do you want to hear when you're going to die or how you're going to die And I used to hate listening to that game on the on the air I mm-hmm. think he did it back on It was 101.3 right right Ben I think it was It was across the hallway from us Um and then they they took the game to day uh, uh, Dave's show in the morning, not Dave Schrader, but Dave, mm-hmm. uh their their morning guy. Um and oh that made me cringe. Just and people would call in. You wouldn't believe how many people Nikki would call in and want to hear yep I Katie, w- it. uh would want to would want to hear uh when do you want to die or how do you want and phone lines would blow up and, and I would go no 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 because you're just bringing it on yourself the minute you manifest that even if this exactly. guy is, if he's pardon my language i wouldn't want to know if he's fully you know what or he's full of s or he's actually dead on you've just manifested that date don't, don't you think so
0: oh yeah a lot of attraction works both ways you know it proved me wrong and right every time
1: <laughs> oh oh day, yes thank you greg dave ryan in the morning so eventually Gary comes on. He starts doing that bit on Dave Ryan in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Ben is my my, my memory for me uh, having switched. Up here. You know why? It's full of useless crap right up here. <laughs> I hear of... you. The ace,
0: you know, no, never mind.
1: Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> I've got a bunch of useless crap <laughs> float, floating around in my head from 30 years. And I hear you. <laughs> I could probably tell you what kind of cheese is the least popular in Wisconsin, but I have I'm no like
0: walking yeah. in the room and like, what do I want to hear? And I walk back out and the back in. Oh yeah, that's that one. I,
1: <laughs> I probably have all of Casey Kasem's top 40s memorized for 30 years, but I can't tell you, you know, what uh, what the guy across the hall's name was uh, from it. Right. Um. But just that manifestation of when or how, when or how, when or how used to <laughs> freak me out, and but they couldn't tolerate having a paranormal show across the hall from them. <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's kind of funny that way.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't want to know my own death. I drive me nuts actually. Do
1: you think, <laughs> do you think it changes the way you live? If you knew?
0: Um, possibly, you know, the future is never certain because everything always changes.
1: you know, I had when I had my ablation surgery in February. I didn't quite let on to a lot of people how serious my heart stuff was, but Mm -hmm. I it changed the way I lived after after I had before and after I had the surgery. After I had the surgery, it changed changed a lot of the way I lived.
0: Yeah, it does. I totally understand because I had open heart surgeries myself. Yeah, when I was younger. Yeah,
1: and it really does. I mean, you Mm -hmm. that's a that's a big step. Especially when you're younger, to have that—it is a game change,
0: changer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and and you you start to realize just how short time is and how valuable life is, and you you really, you know, what? Uh, let's see. Ben says, if I was told I'm gonna die in a plane crash, I think I would avoid flying. Well, yeah, true, yeah. true. I yeah, I think most people. If they were told they were going to die a certain way, it would avoid certain things, for sure.
0: Like, if, sometimes I would hear this voice say, not brought that way. And, and then one time I even got lost in the woods. I don't know if I told you this, but um, I got oh. lost in the woods and uh, I kept hearing these voices tell me to go a certain way. And then um, after that, I was found by an elderly couple and they turned me in to the ranger station and it's like, and I asked them how long was I was on, and they said, about an hour.
1: <laughs> really?
0: I didn't tell them exactly what I was hearing, you know, what I thought, bad thing you were hearing voices. But, <laughs> huh. <laughs> so that's how I managed to survive and out know, on my own.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. I did. after that,
0: I realized I could hear spirits, possibly.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I've had. <laughs> It's it's kind of scary to say. Well, I heard voices, and then I got out because uh, people will go, "Oh, I bet you did hear voices," because uh, that's that's <laughs> exactly a scary thing. yeah yeah. Um, it's uh, you know, but but you do hear occasionally when you are in in some sort of trauma or panic, you will hear that voice, and you wonder if it's an internal voice that you hear, like right. a almost like a a guidance system, for lack of a better term, or if it's an outer or in our voice, uh, you know, a, a guide, uh, some sort of spirit guide, you know, or some sort of yeah. Or i
0: call my angels because I can connect with angels, yeah, and yeah. I've seen them, my a few.
1: I wish I would. I, you know, I've never, I've never they seen a guide. Huge. I've never seen an angel. I've never seen anything like that that's come along and smacked me upside the head and said, "Hey, dumbass, uh, you know, go ahead and, and do this now," um, because you, you, you know, it's right in front of you. And you, you're not seeing it for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. I even try to film them over here sometimes. Yeah. I know some. (laughs) them.
1: See, you know, I've I've been told by – I've had readings the last couple of years from um, Brian Danhausen, and Mm -hmm. he's told me multiple times, oh, no, you have many, many people around you. But none of them ever tap me on the shoulder and say, again, hey, dumbass. (laughs) Uh, You know, and there's just nobody outwardly contacting me. I I wish they would.
0: Yeah, and they're here for sure. Otherwise yeah. I won't be here, I think. <laughs>
1: huh. Can you tell me who's around? Huh? Can you tell me who's around? You mean around me or around you? There's people around, around me. Oh, okay. No. Just I, have around me is, I have a yeah. Timmy lunchbox and a bunch of belt <laughs> around me, but evidently I don't have anybody around Yeah. So, yeah. Uh yeah. But I'm kind of hoping and wishing there was somebody around me, but I guess not. Anywho.
0: I am seeing a female around you. Really? Yeah.
1: I'm kind of a hit with the ladies. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't have the same way with a guy. I get around all the time. Oh,
1: okay. Well, there you go.
0: I have one that actually followed me from my work one time.
1: Whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. Now you're talking a spirit guy following you home from work? No, an
0: actual ghost. An actual annoying ghost. Really? <laughs> I was trying to work. I worked in this grocery for many years. Uh-huh. And I was suddenly, I just felt like I thought it was a buzz at first because it kept going by my face. And I have bangs back then. They kept playing with my bangs. I was like, okay, I can't do nothing now. I'm at work. <laughs> so later on. <laughs> Later that evening I called my friend Himmelion here shout out. She's also a in paranormal investigator. And um so um so we did a spirit box session, you know, the SB seven. Okay. And so all of a sudden so I know who's messing my my hair today. And we heard a female shout, like, real loud say stop it, right?
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. Not only did we get a name, but we got it from his girlfriend, at least. <laughs> hmm. We called his girlfriend EVP.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Interesting.
0: We think it's funny now, but Matthew is how to freak me out.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, huh, never had anything like that. I, you know, no, I've had, had
0: quite a few moments.
1: <laughs> I, I have a lot of spirits, malevolent spirits, that swear at me i get oh, well. a lot of that yeah yeah and i have a lot of people play back evp that say you know the spirit is really pissed off at you that's nice I, I i get sworn at in the afterworld
0: <laughs> you know I feel somebody, like it's... they know your name or they swear it is
1: oh they they know my name yeah yeah <laughs> i i had uh i've told this before in the show i had a, a friend when we came back from gettysburg who was near oh that's on my
0: bucket list
1: yeah, the Gettysburg? Yeah. Yeah. Uh we were staying we we're all at the Eisenhower Hotel for uh for phenomenology. Oh, well. And there is a there is a ghost hunt across the parking lot in the house across huh? from the the hotel. And there have been a few work crews that have been chased out of that house because it's had some hauntings. Um they have to swear to you or you ignore them, Tim. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I was what I meant um but but uh so these these work crews have been chased out quite a few times they could never finish the renovation of this house across the way it was meant to be like a private house for someone to rent out when they had overflow from the hotel right and so we were allowed to go investigate it because it was such a creepy aura in there and so we went in to investigate it there was a group of i think maybe eight to 10 of us, and we split up from top floor to bottom floor. And we're in there, and I was kind of backing away from the group that I was with because I wanted them to get something. I tend to be a paranormal cooler at times. I tend to cool down the room. So I went into the kitchen while they're over in the living room by the fireplace. I don't know why a spirit would be at a fireplace. I don't know. Maybe I have no idea. Um, So I'm in the kitchen and they're doing an EVP session and I'm looking around at the new appliances they've put in. And they weren't reviewing their evidence or they weren't, you know, they weren't doing two minute cycles and reviewing or anything like that. Well, finally, my friend gets home and she calls me up and says, you have to hear this EVP. Oh, my God, it is so scary. It is so freaky. And I'm like, "Okay, what is it? And she plays it back. And they say, do you have a message for anybody that's in this group? And I hear in this low growl, kill that fucking Dennis. And I'm like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> she goes, you're happy about that? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, why? <laughs> and I go, because I got acknowledged. <laughs> I'm like, what are they going to do? I'm gone. And
0: it makes you feel special. It's how yeah. yeah. I don't mind. I think it's cool.
1: <laughs> and then when we were at the Stanley Hotel, uh, I, was, I was only walking by the um, – Gosh, Ben, were you at this t- trip? You might have been. Uh, the one where I'm walking by the the uh, from the main house, you walk by the the manor house, and then you're on your way to the you're on your way to the theater there uh, at the at the end. And as I'm walking on the sidewalk, um, they're there investigating on the top floor, and they're using um, an oculus, and it kept saying uh-huh. Tim 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 Tim. That was the first Stanley trip. You're right, Ben. Yep, you were there. (laughs) But it kept saying Tim, Tim, Tim. So
0: yeah,
1: there you go. I sort of got it right, Ben. I I my memory's a little Swiss cheese. That's why you're here, Ben. Know you or (laughs) they they remember
0: remember you, right? So
1: well, that was the first first time we were there. So they couldn't have remembered. Oh
0: hey. Yeah. They obviously know you or something.
1: Yeah. Well, or were (laughs) they? They had gotten to know me throughout the weekend. I have no idea, but they recognized Possibly. me. Yeah. So, but yeah, I get named a lot. Uh, I don't think it's a friendly named. I think it's just a, they don't like me type deal. Huh. So, that's yeah.
0: strange.
1: Ghosts consider me a dick, guys. That's, that's what it is. I'm, I'm a, I'm a dick to ghosts.
0: I think they like me.
1: Ben says that was the part that the elevator ghost came after my group. Oh, That's right. Oh wow. Remember that? Yeah. That was uh that wasn't Little Lord Fauntleroy in the uh <laughs> or whatever his name is. Uh Lord what's his name? Um I call him Little Lord Fauntleroy. I can't even remember his name. Um the the not Dunraven, that wasn't his name, was it? God, what was his name? Hmm. I don't know. I'm so horrible when it comes There's to something remembering about my...
0: creepy elevators. I've never liked. When i have never like that was at Queen Mary. Yeah, mm-hmm. to take that elevator. Oh my yes. god, I nearly passed out.
1: <laughs> the Queen Mary's an interesting beast in itself,
0: and it's reopened.
1: Yeah, oh, it is reopened now. Yes, okay. I'm are, they,
0: to get there.
1: are they allowing investigation?
0: You know, I'm not sure. I have to, to find out.
1: Yeah, I'm just
0: itching to go back
1: there. They've had a series of owners that have absolutely not wanted anybody. on board. I have
0: quite a few experiences on that ship, I've been there up and all my life, and um. Uh, my grandparents used to work on that ship. Really? Yeah, while well, it's in operation, I believe it's in a near engine room. Okay. So they told me stories about the, those girls. Uh-huh. You know, and yep. I haven't seen her or experienced her, but I know of um, a group that seen her while I was on tour and <laughs> told me about it. So I'm like,
1: cool. Wow. So, yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, we, we gosh, Ben, we, we were doing the Queen Mary trips, what, three times a year for quite a few years? Oh, wow. 0, 07 through, I think, 14. So, it's been a few years since we...
0: Oh, we yeah. went all across the ship from mountains. <laughs> I'm so glad I wore my tennis shoes, man. Yeah. A lot of walking.
1: That is a lot of walking. Yeah, and, and walking Whew. across those... those uh those floors yeah that was a that was a oh yeah website says they are doing haunted encounters i
0: did that i did that tour yep
1: yeah so but that doesn't sound like full-blown ghost hunting over there that's for sure and well,
0: they think you can do solo you know those honeys there so i'm gonna try to do that
1: yeah hmm. well if they open it back up that'd be kind of fun but yeah yeah but I, I suppose even if they did, I think they're still gonna the they're still gonna close down the the pool area. I, that's what I had heard. The last the last time it was open, I think they had they weren't allowing people down by the pool. I've
0: got to go in there once, and I had a previous you know feeling and juice bumps the entire time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't want to stay that long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, it's it's not a friendly area. No, no. But uh, yeah I like the Queen Mary too Queen Mary was very good to us That's for sure
0: It has a lot of history You know history and paranormal Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah. Ben says pretty sure they don't advertise The solo private stuff If they actually do it anymore You're probably right Ben I don't think they I don't think they do either Yeah that's for sure That is for sure You know who I got you Oh go ahead Oh, I was going to say, you know, who might know is Bob Davis, I'm sure. He probably, probably yeah. still has his contacts over there.
0: And they let us wander in the uh, most haunted room that mm-hmm. you stay in. And when I first got in there, I kept having this feeling of energy. And they told I told investigators in there, get your devices. And they went off right around me.
1: Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, gosh, I'm trying to think most haunted room i've ever been in
0: i forget what room that was but yeah possibly the most haunted room on that hit
1: see i i stayed on i stayed in one room where i did see a red like a, a physical red glowing orb flying around oh wow! In the queen mary i've actually stayed in the stephen king suite at the at the uh at the stanley Although nothing happened. I but I, I had the TV on all night, so
0: Oh, going back to Queen Mary, I saw my first shadow person there.
1: Oh yeah, okay.
0: So I told a the local ghost hunters team and they actually caught it. It was in the in room.
1: Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. There you go. Um stayed in quite a few haunted rooms but not seen much. Again, they don't they don't like to hang out and sleep with me, I guess. Nikki yeah I- <laughs> There's something about that, I don't know.
0: No, oh, they, they bothered me throughout the night. If I finally had to set my batteries. <laughs> if yeah. I don't, go me the entire night.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't be comfortable. No, nope. I did hear, although when I was in the Stephen King suite, I did hear kids running up and down the hall the entire night. Oh, wow, yeah, I did hear that.
0: And that's on my best list. I almost got to go there one time,
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the bucket my, list, do you oh, have a bucket list? Do I have a bucket list? Um, I do still have a bucket list. Uh, ben asked me, what about the Palmer House? We'll get to that, Ben, here in a bit.
0: Oh, I've heard of that. As
1: far as my bucket list, um, hmm, things I still want to see, yes. Are either
0: uh, near or abroad. Or-
1: catacombs in France.
0: Well, yeah, no, um,
1: There's a lot of things overseas I want to see. I have a lot of things overseas. Uh, the Tower of London. Oh yeah. Yeah, like to be. I like to go there. Uh, they
0: have the coolest buildings, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: they're very old, and you know who knows, you know what to expect there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the place in San Diego. I could. I never.
0: El uh... Dorado.
1: Well, Alcatraz as well, yeah. I've
0: been
1: there. Uh, Alcatraz is one, Is one, but there's a.
0: Winchester and a Whaley Hill.
1: Yes, the Whaley is one of them. Whaley's one of them.
0: I got to um, see it, but I didn't have time to go through it.
1: I wish Jesse Limekiller would throw out uh, an invite to his winery. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Winchester Mystery House. Yes, 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 yes. yes yeah, yeah,
0: Winchester, yeah. Yeah, yep. I went through there. Did you? Yeah. I yep. tell you, I would have gotten lost if it wasn't for our tour guide. <laughs> and if she let me take pictures what really? I usually prohibited, you know. Yeah. So I didn't ask, you know. Yep. So they let me.
1: Um so I was like <laughs> well you you got yourself an experience there. That's really cool.
0: <laughs> that was uh, dope.
1: Rose Hall in, in Jamaica. <sighs> when I was there the last time, I was able to Practically walk up to it, but not not go in it in uh, Montego Bay. Um, my one dream trip, if I could organize it, would be to go to oh. uh, Rose Hall. It would be to do a Jamaican paranormal trip.
0: Oh, wow. Never heard of that.
1: Yeah. And, and that whole deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. That, and to do it in the middle of winter so we could all get the hell out of Minnesota. <laughs> that would be uh i think that would be my my uh dream destination yeah yeah uh oh so uh palmer trip um okay I, i think the one you're talking about ben is the uh you're talking about the time i was on my knee caddy and the 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 shadow person running away from me is that the one you're talking about is there are a couple different experiences. There's one, I think Ben was in the basement with us, too, when the when the shadow person, or not, it was the elemental, I think, that was playing with us. Oh, wow. We've had a couple different experiences at the, uh, yep. Okay, so there's a couple different things that happened at the Palmer House. Palmer House is incredibly active in, in, here in uh, sox Was that it? Oh,
0: that's in Minnesota. Okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's That's been featured on Ghost Adventures. Um yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with the basement because i'm trying to remember if ben oh was- i don't
0: like basements either <laughs>
1: Go ahead. that basement is something else that basement will scare the you know what out of you um that <laughs> basement is uh is the deal Ben. i'm trying to remember there's some good haunted spots in oregon robert says okay well hey just point them out to me man i'm out there basement hey. was creepy the only place that ben ever got scratched was in that basement um <laughs> supposedly there was a dead body in that basement, if I remember right. Um, Wow. But I don't remember if the bones were exhumed in or not. That part I don't remember. I'd have to ask Kelly. Um, But the rumor is, is that the spirit that's down there is an elemental. And that's, that's what I've heard at least. Um, But whatever it is, it's a very powerful spirit that's down there. And when you go down there, I mean, I things rarely, if ever, touch me. I got touched. I did feel like a like a brushing. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, that spider web type feeling. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ben says in the closed up well. I don't think they took out the bones. That's right. That's right. Okay. Oh wow. So, um, I felt like a like a like a little touch. There were like six of us standing in a circle down in the basement. We were all just kind of seeing what we could feel. My mom had her purse tugged, like, almost out of her arms. She was standing next to me. Hmm. Um, I think my girlfriend at the time got her hair pulled, and then, like, uh-huh. I felt like something brushing on the back of my neck, like, almost like, not even touching my neck. It was almost like it was in my energy field. You know how you have, like, this like little... Like that
0: tickling? <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 that tickling, like, right down the energy field type deal. Yeah. Um, and then it was like it went like right down the line, boom, 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 in a circle, and messed with everybody. And and then it was like I don't remember who it was in the circle. It was just kind of like didn't give permission, and then it went away. Um, oh well. Wow. And then, gosh, I'm trying to think here. And then the 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 second incident was. Uh, you know, I have this, this Sharko foot, which is with Sharko foot, you know, your leg bone goes through your ankle and your foot. And I was having an incident where I I couldn't put very much weight on the foot because I was casted up. I believe I was casted up for that, that trip. Mm. Um, And I was on a knee caddy. And so I was sitting in the corner of the cafe and I, I had people coming in and out and I was supervising the, the people who were investigating in the cafe well the cafe was particularly active that night and especially back in the kitchen so you'll hear like shadow people playing around with pots and pans i don't know maybe they never got an easy bake oven as a kid i have no idea why they're playing back in the in the, in the cafe but you hear pots and pans banging back there and i was asking different groups that were coming in and out of the the cafe to investigate with me i, I would say well, do you want to go back there and check it out Of course, I have these people sitting around going, No, what'd you pay all this money to come up here for? Don't go back there and check it out. No, no, not really. Okay, we'll just sit here then. You know, I I never understand people like being right on the precipice. It's like going to Disneyland and being right there, and Mickey Mouse is 50 feet away. And Don't you want to go up and take a picture with him? No,
0: no, I did (laughs) anyway.
1: You just you did the exact same thing. No, I, I
0: I actually did a picture with Mickey Mouse and Minnie. a
1: picture with Mickey. Okay, well, I thought I you passed that the... up. <laughs> you can't pass it up. If Mickey's no. right there, go take a picture. Okay, of how old
0: I am? I still do it. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. Well, the I'm good bro makes me laugh every time. That's right, Ben. It makes me laugh too. So you you got you got something playing back in the kitchen. You might as well go play right. Right. I mean, that's, that's the theory, but people were going, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. No, no. So I'm like, (laughs) I got to go see what this is. So between groups, you know, Dave yells, switch. So everybody switches out, you know, their, their positions in the, in the Palmer. I'm like, well, God damn it. I'm going to go back and see what's back there. So I decide I'm going to get a little playful. So I hop on my, my knee caddy and the way the counter sits up. So when you come in the door, say the door is here and the counter is over this way and it goes this way. And then the door for the the galley is here to go back into the kitchen. So (laughs) I'm rolling my little ass this way down the, down the, the lunch counter. And then you have to turn to go into the kitchen. You have to go behind the counter into the kitchen. So as I'm rolling up, towards the the door the swinging door to go to the, the into the galley to, to go to the kitchen to go talk to the whatever's back there. I'm playing with it like it's a little kid because the entire time we've been asking it to bang on pots and pans and it would do it on command. So we'd say, oh wow, if you want us to come play with you bang on the pots and pans twice and you'd hear doom.' okay, so it wants to play. So I'm wheeling back there and I go, okay, I'm coming back there. If you want me to come back there, bang on the pots twice. And I'd hear bing, bing. All right, I'm coming back. So I'm wheeling back there. I'm like, I'm almost there. Do you want me to come back there? Bang on the pots three times. Bing, bing, bing. All right, I'm almost there. I'm turning the corner. Do you want me to come back there? Bang on the pots twice. And I hear bing like, oh, shit, he's almost there. And it was kind of a bing, like maybe not. Well, just as I'm about to turn the corner, I'm right on the corner of the lunch counter. I'm right here. Door's right here. I'm right here. All of a sudden, I see this shadow person run through the the swinging door and go, you know, kind of like stop and sees me. And then so I'm here. Shadow person goes, whoa, and then boom, just goes oh, wow. away and goes through the wall of the of the Palmer house, right? Huh. And just as he runs through the back wall of the Palmer house, two guys are behind me going, did you see that, dude? (laughs) Well, yeah, I saw it. I've been, you know, rolling towards it the entire time while you guys were out switching, coming in here. So they go running after it, and they're clicking off flashbulbs. What you're going to click off flashbulbs towards a shadow with and catch, I don't know. You're just washing out a shadow.
0: It reminded me when when I saw a white mist back here one time mm-hmm. and I actually almost ran into it and we just passed each other. <laughs> and I saw it on the film they thought that's funny. <laughs> <I'm> like, whoa. <laughs> it settles me even though Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I I just don't uh I don't know. But I, I don't get I don't get why why people show up for the dance and don't want to put on their boogie shoes. I got no idea.
0: Yeah that's why I never like yes, it's boring. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. But yeah, that's the uh that's the Palmer House.
0: Well, it's, yeah, I'll have to go there someday.
1: Yeah, if, if you've never been, if the, hmm. the people who are here listening right now have never been or watching right now have never been, um, I encourage you because it's it's quite active and, and quite a neat little deal. Just think the Stanley, but smaller. Right. Yeah. I mean it's got a similar layout, it's got uh similar activity, it's yeah, and it's it's quite active.
0: Yeah, hopefully when you travel there. when you think?
1: Yeah, um, I'd go in, in spring, summer, or fall. I wouldn't right. go in the middle of winter. You'll uh, right. <laughs> especially if you're Californian, Nikki. You'll uh, you'll freeze your your us off.
0: Yeah. Oh, we used to live in Lake Tahoe, so we lived in no. For a while. Oh,
1: you have no idea, sweetie. You have no idea.
0: <laughs> There's is reference in that, right?
1: <laughs> one of the trips we did up there, 26 degrees below zero. That was just the oh, air town. No. That was not that was not even the wind chill. So yeah, no go go in summer.
0: Yeah, yeah, take your word on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, go in summer. It's <laughs> it's not uh, it's not uh, meant for man or beast in winter.
0: Um, I know I have a couple more questions. To ask. Sure, go ahead. Talk in my head before I forget again. Mm-hmm. What would be your advice for anyone mainstream in this field or broadcasting? Oh
1: boy, my advice as far as broadcasting in this day and age. <laughs> There's, or well, there, there's, you know, there's a ton of competition. There's more competition now than when I first got into the industry.
0: Oh yeah, I bet.
1: So my first bit of adbu- advice, put on blinders <laughs> and don't worry about anybody else. And And you've got to develop your own style. Don't try to be anybody else. Be yourself. Be yourself, put on blinders and work hard. You have to work hard. Um, but, but find a mentor too, that's been in the business for a long time so that you can learn some of the basics. I'll tell you something. There are a lot of, and this isn't slamming anybody, but there's a lot of sloppy broadcasting out there and there's a lot of sloppy, there's just a lot of sloppy work out there. So I
0: told you I've had some bloopers.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) We were talking about bloopers before the show. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of things that will happen on air and, and it happens, you know? Um, But there's, you've always got to be studying your craft and you always have to be striving to get better. So, you know, for me, I'm always looking at the work of the people that I, Grew up admiring, and then I, I I look at people that are out there now that I admire. That I I look at and I see an interview, and I go, man, that's such a great interview. And then I break down what it is they did that I like so much, and then um, I I you know I, I I take it in. I figure out what it is that they did that worked, and what they did that I didn't like so much that didn't work. And I try to incorporate what it is that that worked maybe into what I do. Um, but never stop learning. Always incorporate new things. You know, throw away. Don't be afraid to throw away what doesn't work in your game. Because, man, I've, I've thrown away a lot too um, over the years. There's there's a lot I've thrown away. And and constantly work at yourself. Never be afraid to, to change. Change is always important. You, you have to keep changing. Because the the game moves so fast. Everything moves so fast. Technology moves fast. Uh, The the way the industry changes moves so quickly. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, Uh There are people in the radio industry that still hate podcasting. There are people in the TV industry that hate podcasting. They hate what we're doing right here, right now absolutely hate it. They think that this is going to go away within two years. You know, this has never stopped since 2004. This hasn't stopped. Right. And in fact, podcasting makes more ad dollars than radio right now. But there are a lot of radio people that will tell you, oh, podcasting will die a quick death. And it hasn't. When we left iHeartRadio.
0: I hope it don't.
1: (laughs) When we left iHeartRadio for podcasting, I was told by the by the program director at the time, good luck. You won't make any money at it. I never went back to radio full time. That tells you wow. that the ad dollars are not in radio. They just aren't. Right. But you have to keep yourself open, available, and keep an open mind as to where the next trend is and where the – format is going to be in broadcasting, because it's not always going to be in the traditional medium that you grew up loving. I grew up loving radio, (laughs) but radio doesn't listen to people, and it doesn't listen to what people want. People don't want broad programming. They want to to hear things that are in their interest. They want to be able to pick and choose. And radio doesn't allow you to pick and choose, so it's going to be a dinosaur. That's, that's all there is to it. And that's sad because I, I love the format. Yeah, and it's got to be a
0: passion, right? Yeah. It's not there, you know. Yeah,
1: and, and I know the other thing I would passion. I would tell a broadcaster too. And you're right about the passionate thing. Maintain your passion, even if it means you have to mm-hmm. take a step back every once in a while. Maintain your right. passion, because if you do this half-assed, you're going to fail. If you do it half or you're doing it for any other reason other than the fact that you love it. You're going to fail. It's going to happen every single time.
0: I have many, you know, times where I feel like I want to quit because I know I don't have the greatest voice. Or
1: you don't you know, have to. I sound uh, like a fourteen-year-old boy. It, it it has nothing to do with voice. It has nothing to do with. It has everything to do with delivery. It has everything to do with. With the passion in your in your voice and what you're doing, and people can tell whether you're happy on air or, or whether you are miserable. Right. And they know <laughs> if you're enjoying what you do and if you're engaged in what you do. That's all it takes. You don't have to – there's no such thing as a radio voice anymore. There really isn't. Right. You know?
0: It's like an instrument. I play the piano and I know my song. I play the piano. <laughs> it makes me happy. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: As well as music.
1: Contest. Exactly, uh, Ben says, "Don't be upset if you get fired when the station changes management. That just means you're a real broadcaster now." That's right, that's right. In content presence and yep. mood, that's exactly right, Ben. Content presence and mood, and Shoot. you just keep hammering away. You have to be persistent.
0: And a lot of times, I don't know if we're running out of time. But a lot we of times, I either want to go by scripted or just go with the flow. I like to go with the flow. Well, am, there's a now that I do it more. I just if you if
1: you're just starting out, that's a little dangerous. I, I will tell you this: right, if right. you're just starting out, have have an outline whenever you sit down. Know where yeah. you're going. Otherwise, it becomes becomes dangerous because you you trip yourself up. I'll, I'll tell you the best yeah. the best thing I ever did was was engineer for, for Ian Punnett for almost two years on <laughs> Coast to Coast AM. I got oh, wow. to see how he did his interviews. When he would interview an author, he'd sit down with a book and in that huh. book he would have little post-it notes flagged in his in that book in the different chapters. And on each one of those post-it note flags was a, a question or just a few little words on each one of those flags. and it was a reminder of what he was going to ask that author. Now he didn't necessarily go in order because he was going where the conversation took him. but in here right. he knew, exactly where he was going to go. And then he had sheets. And those sheets would tell him, you know, based on quarter hour, where he was going to try and take that guest. But if that guest had an interesting point, he would side rail or sidebar and take that interesting point and develop it. Because the idea is you're having a conversation. If you and I are sitting here having a conversation and people are engaged, well, screw it. They're going to turn it off. They're going to go do something else. Yeah. but. If we're having a good conversation, they're going to be engaged. You're going to want to listen. So he'll take the author to that interesting place, and then he'll get back on track. And then we'll start talking about what it is we want to talk about.
0: Yeah, keep that in mind.
1: So there's there's ways to conduct an interview where you can grab somebody's attention, bring them in, get the information out that you need to get out, sell the book or sell the movie or sell whatever it is you're selling. But then at the same time, make this – intriguing for the listener and that's what it has to be it has to be or or the viewer whoever it is that you've got in front of you if you don't do it you're not doing anybody a service you're not doing your your audience a service you're not doing yourself a service it doesn't make any sense for you to be there
0: that's true basically yeah, i already tend to forget what i wanted to
1: say
0: oh. what i wanted to say sometime
1: uh but but yeah have a plan uh, every time you yeah. sit down to have a guest on the on the air there you have to have a goal you know um you're having mine I reason. do
0: have my nose you know there's a has you know I have my nose stuff here but yeah but anyway we're talking with Tim Dennis. And I hope you all enjoyed our show. Where where can everybody find you?
1: Oh, uh, well, it's uh, Uh, relatively simple. Um, If you have no idea where to find Darkness Radio whatsoever, if you just go to darknessradioshow.com, everything is linked there. Not only the co hosts of the program, but myself as well. All our social media sites are on there. Um, And the archives of the program are all there as well. Uh, Greg... Greg had something on here. He says there there's a couple of radio personalities that have YouTube programs now uh, when got terminated when the station switched to sports betting programming, mm-hmm. which to oh, me wow. is like watching paint dry. You want sports betting programming. Go read a sheet <laughs> or go on the Internet. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, Greg. Yeah, that, it's uh, that's horrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Radio is it just doesn't get it. it. It's either uh, it's trying to be a playlist which I can go get on Spotify or it's it's trying to give me generic talk radio which uh, oh, thank you, Facebook user. I've been listening to retarded radio for awesome. years, appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, yeah, thanks guys. So so. Um, th- there's radio hasn't grasped this in that in the old days of talk radio, talk radio. Almost as exciting as golf commentary. Hey, I'll have you know, Ben, I get good naps to golf commentary. <laughs> it's wonderful. You just open the windows on a nice spring day. You get golf commentary going. You will sleep like a baby. Um, although I love playing golf more and I love watching it.
0: I love golf too. Yeah. I played it for my Olympics. For yeah, there year. you
1: go. Yeah, I love playing golf. I, I just can't listen to Jim Nance. He bores me to tears. Uh, but... <laughs> Sorry, Jim Nance. Uh, Not like we'll ever have lunch ever. Um, Now that I say that, (laughs) he'll probably call me next week. Uh, But when it comes to, uh, Greg, when it comes to the the point of actual radio, they have to homogenize everything, get it down to boil to the biggest demographic. And that's what a programmer is thinking of. And you know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know.
0: Right. Right. But
1: in doing that, they've made the biggest mistake. And now the iHeart model Mm. is the European model. They're going to try and give you Ryan Seacrest in every damn market in in the country and for a morning show. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear Ryan Seacrest in 200, 300 markets. Ryan Seacrest can't tell me what my weather is going to be this morning.
0: He can't (laughs) tell me how the
1: twins did yesterday, although I'm willing to bet they lost. And the fact of the matter is, is Ryan Seacrest can't tell me anything about what's going on in Minneapolis-St. Paul. And it's a mistake. It's just a mistake. Oh, yeah. So. There's my little soapbox as far as radio goes and, and programming, and that's where it's it's going to fail. Now, where podcasting comes in and where it's a beautiful thing is if you want to find out all that stuff about your local community, you do have a podcast probably in your local mm-hmm. community that's keeping you up on all that stuff. There's a podcast, everyone. Right. And you're going to find it, and they're going to love your business. They're going to love the fact that you're dedicated they're going to love you they're probably going to get to know you by name and they're going to listen to your email i hope so oh yeah absolutely every small broadcaster loves their audience if they're worth their salt and are going to be around for a while they love their audience i love my audience yeah so, do I. so the fact of the matter is and and they'll listen and they'll interact so you know what it bring it on that that's you know what? Let radio die a horrible death and we'll continue trudging on. That's 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 the name of the game. So
0: I, Right. And thanks to apps, these days, we you know one of my favorite podcasts on the app. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of apps, we'll be on Audible oh, uh after the right. show. Okay. We'll be iTunes everywhere. Yeah. So There you go. Yeah, there you go. replay.
1: <laughs> and and that's that's the other beauty of podcasting too, is that it's available in multiple exactly. formats. So you know, you, you, as, as opposed to. You Yeah, there you go. And the aforementioned I Heart Uh Hey from Manchester, England. Well, howdy in America. <laughs> uh, and but, thank you so much, Virgil, for tuning in tonight. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. And we're just about ready to wrap it up. So, I, I thought you had so a of you questions time.
1: here, Nikki. I'm waiting for the couple of questions. You said you had a couple. Do you have any more? Uh, I'm game. You I can have me for another Dame- few minutes if you want.
0: Oh yeah, I think I was kind of number one has anything ever followed you? Help?
1: No, thank like, no, thank God, I no. You? I learned a very long time ago from John Zaffis uh, how to just leave it, leave it at the doorstep, and and more than just John Zaffis, but a few other uh, well-known right. people. Uh, Father Andy Calder, God bless him and rest in peace, taught me a lot as well as to uh, how to leave it at different locations. A lot of, a lot of yeah,
0: I didn't to learn to do that.
1: Um, <laughs> And they, uh, oh, Virgil has a question. Go ahead, Virgil.
0: Yeah, real quickly. We still have time. You got
1: time, Virgil. Type it in there. Um, The fact of the matter is, is that it doesn't take much to leave things where they are in a location. Um, You don't have to leave yourself wide open at at a location. And you shouldn't leave yourself wide open at a location. Yeah, right. and, and Nancy says, set your boundaries before leaving a your location. You're absolutely right, Nancy. Uh, you don't ever let something yeah. get the best I of you. Agree. And, and you just, you never should. You should never go into a location wide open um, and wanting to become that close to a, a spirit or an entity. Um, so no, nothing's ever followed me. No. Yeah. Um, Wanna, oh well well thanks. I, I, I you know the fact of the matter is is I already have that um oh so why do shadows run from Tim? Um I could answer that one off air for you, but I'll give you Hey you
0: Thomas she was on our show. Oh no
1: no 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 it's because there's a there's a involved answer and there is a short answer. I'll give you the short answer. I could sure. tell CL off the air what the involved answer is. Um <laughs> Uh, Nancy says always ground down before investigating. Absolutely. Um, Uh, let me give you the short answer here, CLS, why shadows run from me. Um, and I'll try to think of how I'm going to say this. Okay. Uh, A story from the Stanley. Uh I'm down in the tunnel in, in the Stanley. You know, the if you've ever seen the episode of the Ghost Hunters where uh, I believe it was Grant, maybe Jason, that was down in the tunnel. They have the galley down there, in the tunnel. Do you have a time limit? I'm sorry, do I, do I have to be up?
0: Oh this is my husband, oh, okay. we see our room.
1: Um <laughs> I want not interrupt you then. Um so uh and what I see Virgil's questions up there, so after I tell this, I'll I'll hit his question here. Mm-hmm. Um so it's because he wakes up in the middle of a medical procedure. Yes, that's why, Greg. It's because I wake up in the middle of medical procedures. You can't keep a good man down. But actually, I have this up. There you go. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah, I
0: don't have my. So did you sorry.
1: hear the? Did you hear the rim shot? Yeah, this. There you go. <laughs> yes, I have my full studio up and running. Um, awesome. So, uh, in the. Uh, in the tunnel at the Stanley. I am sitting I'm sitting with a demonologist that I'll name later. And we're sitting there, and he says there are spirits in the galley. There's there's always been spirits in the galley that used to work there. And he says they are there, but they're being respectful. Because I said, well, why aren't they coming out? Why aren't we communicating with them? And he says, I don't communicate with spirits. I acknowledge them, but I don't talk to them. And he's a Catholic, very Catholic demonologist. Adam Bly. Okay. okay. So if anybody's ever worked with Adam Bly, talked to Adam Bly, you'll understand. He he will, you know, he'll acknowledge them, but he doesn't communicate with them. Um right. And I said, Well, interesting. I said, Well, what are they doing in there? You know, in the galley, why are they hanging back? What are they doing in there? He said, Well, some of them are just kind of hanging back respectfully, some of them are curious and they're watching, and the others are kneeling and they're genuflecting. I said, Kneeling and genuflecting, why are they kneeling and genuflecting? He goes. I don't know. That's weird. It's okay. I said, well, you're a holy guy. He goes, yeah. I said, maybe they're doing that to you. He goes, oh, yeah. I don't know. They're kneeling and genuflecting. They're being very respectful. I said, okay. And I said, well, Adam, I have this issue. I said, especially with shadow people. These shadow people will run from me, like especially when I – cast my gaze on them, they run from me. And I want to know what this is. And he kind of puts his head down. We're sitting side by side and we're looking out into the tunnel and it's very dark. We're sitting there side by side and he kind of closes his eyes and he meditates on it. He thinks about it. Actually more prays upon it than meditates. And he thinks and he looks up and he says, you know what, Tim? Sometimes God just protects his own. And that was it. That's the shorthand.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I was going to say, it should be also your aura.
1: That's another good way of putting it, too. Some people have stronger protections and auras. That's the other part of the shorthand um Virgil my main area of interest is astrophysics what has always fascinated me is the block universe theory that all reality including the future exists now Ooh, yeah kind of like destiny your death has already happened your time let's say your time car hasn't got you here yet Ooh, okay um make sense of this by thinking of the universe in thought experiment of time As a road with a beginning and an end, and time as a car. You drive through it with you drive through it, but with no reverse gear. Okay. Uh the faster you go, the less you age because of time dilation and you hit the markers quicker. Anyway, the question is can we be visited by ghosts from the future? Hmm. I would
0: I think it's possible.
1: Yeah. I would just add block universe theory is supported by the Einstein theory of special relativity as opposed to presentism. Any thoughts, guys? I do have thoughts here. Um, Okay, I'm gonna play devil's advocate with Virgil for real quick here. (laughs) If we're visited by ghosts from the future, What do these ghosts look like? Uh, I or do we not see them? Okay, are these the are these the invisible you know the ones that are pulling at us or scratching at us are these are we misinterpreting these are these the so-called demons that were misinterpreting action? Are they, what what are the what are these things that you're interpreting as ghosts from the future? Because we see apparitions that we know are from our past. Are you saying that aliens are ghosts from our future? I guess I don't know, Virgil. what 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 are and, and go ahead and type it in real quick. if if uh, if you, I don't know, if if you if you have an idea of what these ghosts from the future are, I get what you're saying as far as block theory goes. and it's a gr- it's a good theory. I, I got what you're saying. And I'm picking up what you're putting down, but what, what is the ghost from the future, Nikki? What do you think?
0: My thought was that um, I've heard people say they to be a repetition of us in the future.
1: Right. Well, like you know? blonde aliens. Um, well, ghosts from the past aren't here. What do you mean, <laughs> ghosts from the past aren't here? Because I, I'll tell you, I've been to Tombstone, Arizona. And I've I've encountered ghosts of the past from there. In hmm. uh, the, the ghosts at the Stanley, ghosts of the past from there. I mean, those are ghosts that that, for all intents and purposes, are ghosts from anywhere in the 1800s to now. But what right. ghosts are we talking about? Ghosts from the future? Are you talking ghosts from? the year 2200 to 2400, 2500. I don't know what ghosts from the future you're talking about.
0: Maybe I was thinking like time travel.
1: No, no, no. That, that's what he's maybe. talking about. He, he's talking about ghosts no. of the future. Unless I'm misunderstanding. Okay. I, am I misunderstanding here, Virgil? You tell me. I, maybe I'm Maybe I'm thinking too linear.
0: Is ghosts from the past, aren't there? Are Let you me here? go
1: back and, and see what... Let me go Hmm. back and read what he's saying here. Um, The question is, can we be visited by ghosts from the future? Would... The only thing... I wouldn't call them ghosts from the future. Yes, it's a timeline.
0: Yes, timeline.
1: I wouldn't call them ghosts if they're... Sorry, I have a really bad elbow right now.
0: No <laughs> worries. Um so
1: I'm just I'm not threatening to punch Virgil out. I'm I'm just moving my elbow because I've got real bad arthritis. Yeah, badly. Um the uh the only I don't know that you call it a ghost. Um okay, so CL says you can send your own souls ahead. Hmm. And Virgil says, No, you have it. Okay, um I don't know. That's a good question. Time traveling ghost. Hmm. Time? Uh, I don't know what it would look like. That's the thing. Uh, if if one, if an appar okay, so if an apparition shows up, Virgil, uh, from, let's say, the year 2500, how would you know that it was from the future if it's not dressed like us? Uh, I don't know. You know, it'd be hard to tell. I've never seen one. I'd love to know if someone's seen one. You know what? I'm going to bring this question up. I to, haven't seen one either. Bring this question up to Bruiser on on Supernatural News next Wednesday. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I believe in time travelers and the Matrix. That thing. Yeah. I'm interested in that as well. That's a
1: very good question. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not poo-pooing it either way. It could happen. Sure.
0: Thank you for the question. Scientifically no. proven. It makes you think, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm just not knowing what it
1: would look like.
0: Or, 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 I think it could be like shadow people. I think it could be like...
1: So the ghost could theoretically visit better. its past self. No, I get what you're saying, Amanda. Definitely. It could, it could mm-hmm. visit itself. But the question is, at that point, if if does the ghost appear to itself like it's past self. So you don't scare yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm, if I'm going back in time to visit my past self as a ghost, I'm not going to want to cause myself any more trauma than I have to. So I'm wanting to appear. If you see a ghost from the past, it's traveled in time. Well, not necessarily Virgil. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. If if I'm seeing a ghost from eighteen hundred, from the 1800s, <laughs> but there is such a thing as an active haunting and and, and a, an energetic haunting or one that's been implanted in the land. So it's hard to implant an a haunting in the land or have an energetic scar in the land if it's from the future. There's,
0: there's the word I was looking. Quantum leap.
1: Okay, a, param- a paranormal quantum yeah. leap of sorts. I get what you're saying there. Yeah, I, I get what Amanda's saying. Mm-hmm. But there's a dif- bit of a difference, Virgil, in that that energetic scar on the land. Take, for example, Gettysburg is a perfect example. You have a war that is such a physical and energetic scar on the land, such as a civil war, that leaves an imprint. So you can continue to play that tape over and over and over again for years and years to come, that that energetic scar may be there for 50 to 100 more years or more. Right. Can You, you can't go back from, let's say there's a horrible war in 2500. We're not playing that back here. Um, and I know the story that Nancy's talking about. I, I've heard Jim tell that story, the story of a little boy who saw an adult and you fast forward and that teenager was actually the little boy. I've yeah, I heard, heard, heard that, that one. Story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I know that, that story you're talking about, Nancy. Um I, I get yes, and and that I get that, yeah. But that to me suggests that it may not necessarily be a ghost, it's just it's a time traveler, not a ghost. And and to me, that's a solid form running into. That's a time travel story. That's not a ghost. You see what I'm saying? There's a fine line here. You can have time slips and then you have ghosts. Ghosts are deceased members that have left us. Time slips are active moving between dimensions or moving between timelines.
0: Right.
1: I I think the story Jim tells is a story of slipping between times actual timelines. And I think I think that um I think that's what we're getting here. I'm I'm not sure. You know, um what does Amanda say here? Basically there has to be an origin to the existence. No one cannot travel or visit if it has never existed. Well no I, I get that yeah I get that Amanda.
0: I think they're trying to boot me off so but um, Okay this would be a good topic for entirely another show. If you want to come back with us, you're more than welcome sure, to. Sure.
1: We could do that sometime. Sure.
0: Yeah. I, I thank you guys so much for listening. And, um, you know, I can't stress this enough for me with us too. I know you're busy. yeah I still, still here? <laughs> yeah.
1: So darkness, radio show.com. Check it yeah. out. Uh, we're available on all formats, all, all, uh, all different podcast apps, but, uh, Oh, and by the way, um, if you have uh, Apple devices, you can uh, download the Darkness Radio app. Uh, the current Darkness Radio um, Google app is not currently active, but we're looking at um, looking at designing a new one that should be out in a few months here. So there you go. Uh,
0: awesome. So you have a great night, Tim, and thank you guys for listening to my uh, Panama Corner, and I'm your host, Mickey Ray. And uh, I'll be back next week with another great guest, paranormal investigator, Natalie Crater, I believe. So, um, yeah, so be sure to tune in for next week's show. Stay safe out there, you guys. And thank you, Tim. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys.